to Ephesians 3, and there is a phrase that is just uh, locked into my head and my heart. And I'll, uh, I'll just say it's, in, it's actually just verse 14 is a phrase. So it's not a complete sentence. And this is where I want us to be, only because <laughs> I've been thinking about this so much lately that um, I thought, well, let's, let's talk about this and use this as a platform for our praying. And I'm just going to share my heart. I don't know that there's going to be any outline or, or concrete thought in this. I'm just going to share my heart and then pray for what I'm thinking. I'm seeing some things here, and um, um, I can't mention his name on the recording, but uh, some of you that were jumped on earlier know that Stephen and I had lunch with a fellow yesterday, um, and out of security, security reasons, we can't mention his name, uh, but we did talk about Jeremiah Lanfear and the eighteen fifty seven revival in New York City, and I think there's a I think there's a parallel here to that. So uh, not only with Andrew's uh, comments, but then uh, lunch comments yesterday have and landed us in Ephesians three and verse fourteen, which says, "For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father." For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father. And the verse, if, or the, the complete sentence would be, for whom, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according, and we could go on, it's a long sentence, it's a long sentence, but that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner man. Now, I'll just stop there, but... Um, I had to ask myself, as I was talking with Andrew about this, um, why did Paul say, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father? Um, He could have just said, remember God, the Father, and then continued into verse 14, from whom every family in earth, so um, in heaven and earth is named so what was it that captured Paul's heart and caused him to insert these words, for this reason I bow my knees? It's a, it's a position of submission. It's a position of servanthood. It's a position of worship. I bow my knees before the Father. Uh, I'm going to recommend, and there's lots that we can say about this, obviously, because it's mentioned again in verse uh, verse 1. Uh, chapter 3 and verse 1 says, for this reason. Um, there's other other references even for this reason in the book, but I'm going to recommend that there's a lot going on in Paul's head and heart, even in this chapter. We know that the chapter divisions were not inspired by God, so humanly we're just going to say this chapter, but read with me in verse 1, and just I'm just going to highlight a couple things here that end up in verse 14 for him saying, for this reason, I bow my knees. And I'm just going to use the word overwhelmed. I think Paul is just overwhelmed by the glory of God. And is that not what we're praying for? We're praying for revival, awakening, gospel advance. We're praying that sinners would be overwhelmed by who God is and bow their knees to him. Or believers would be overwhelmed by the glory of God and serve him. But look at this. So Ephesians 3.1 says, uh, For this reason I, Paul, 
a prisoner of Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles. So, I mean, this is Paul saying, I was not once a prisoner. (laughs) Now I am, and this is a good thing. So I am captivated by Christ. I have, my, my life is no longer my own. I'm a bond slave of Christ. Look at verse 3, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation. So now I'm not only a prisoner, but God has opened things up to me. God has taken me from point A to point B. He has opened my view of who he is by revelation, by his communication to me. Um, verse 6, this mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. So this is, um, I mean, this may not mean as much to us. Maybe it would mean more to you, even though it would mean more than to me. But this is a Jew-Gentile construct here that would be very pointed in Paul's day. The fact that God has now opened the gospel up to the Gentiles, and um, and and the church at Ephesus would have been a, a mixture of the two, but Paul's just marveling now that the Jews and the Gentiles are fellow heirs in the same body, we could even say in the same church, in the same family, um, partakers of the same promises in Christ. This is massive to Paul. He's just saying, this. only God could do this. <laughs> only God could have accomplished this. He's overwhelmed by the greatness of God. Look at verse 7. I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace. I mean, you could even say, who, Paul could even say, who am I to be this ambassador for Christ? This great massive God has taken me, the one who was persecuting Christians, to be a minister according to the gift of God's grace. Um, Halfway through verse 8, to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. So what what I'm thinking of you folks, there is no end to what I can talk to you about Jesus. I am so overwhelmed about Jesus. It the He is unsearchable in his riches. Uh, Verse 10, so that through the church, Jews and Gentiles together, through the church, the the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities. So, folks, as you are meeting, God in heaven is using you to represent me in the heavenly places. Um, Only God... Verse 11, um, in Christ Jesus our Lord, verse 12, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. So not only is this massive God so incredible, and am I not so overwhelmed by him, it doesn't get any better than being able to go before him in prayer. It doesn't get any better than to have boldness and confidence through our faith, I we're coming before God in the merit and character and blood of Jesus. For this reason, verse 14, <laughs> for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father. And so um, I would just, I, I just wrote in my notes, submission is glorious 
God is huge. Submission is glorious. Look at what has captured, overwhelmed Paul's heart. Now, um, before we start praying, think with me about this. Jeremiah Lanfear, business guy, he's actually more of a pastor, but he started a, a businessman's uh, fellowship. We would today, we would say business person's fellowship, and I think you'll understand, and um, prayer meeting. He met, nobody came for the first half hour or so. Nobody came. And then eventually six people came to his noon prayer meeting. And then there were additions to that, and then there were additions to that. Do you not think that at some point, I mean, at some point, the historians are telling us that 10,000 people a week were trusting Christ as Savior in New York City. It was huge, taking up warehouses and theaters and business places. And I mean, do you not think that Jeremiah Lanfear stood back and said, <laughs> I am overwhelmed by the greatness of God. God is using little, used little me in a little room at Fulton and William Streets in Midtown Manhattan, and look what he's doing. And so, brother and sisters, I would, I would challenge us. We can be overwhelmed by the glory of God and ask God big things. God, would you use our little prayer meeting and little people in the scope of who God is to, to partner with the Lord and be overwhelmed by him? and pray for great things, and pray for gospel advance, and pray for the hard cases, and pray for the hard places, um, and just love what he's doing. And even pray that others would be overwhelmed by the grandeur of God.